0: Well, welcome back. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. I am Robin Wong. I'm so glad you're here, and this is episode 182, and it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. You know, I was a little curious about it, because I, I, you know, I, I always thought it was a Hallmark type, you know, holiday that, you know, to sell cards and candy and jewelry and all that things, those things. So I kind of I Googled, like everyone else. Uh, you know, why do we celebrate Valentine's Day? And even on Google, they can't decide because it said that, you know, Valentine's Day traces back to a Roman festival dedicated to fertility and used to be celebrated on the 15th. Um, and it was dedicated to the Roman god of agriculture and the harvest, which is pretty awesome because you think about, you know, spring is coming as so you think about agriculture and harvesting. But there was also another thing that said, the real story of valentine's day was that it was a day celebrated to mark the death anniversary of saint valentine who died in mid-february okay in 270 a.d um and it said that he he was a priest and he defied emperor's orders and married couples to spare husbands from war so a little bit of history for you whether you like it or not uh i don't know i don't know what it means to you but I thought what I'd do today, because Valentine's Day is a celebration, you know, for some people of love and, you know, commitment and, you know, your partner and and all of that. And for those that don't have partners, they feel a little left out sometimes. And even so, even those with partners, they might feel left out if it's not celebrated. So I'm going to encourage you to really do self-love, love yourself. And so, I, you know, I've started taking it as a day to really celebrate myself and who I am. And so I, I, you know, I encourage you to do the same, you know, from the time you become conscious of your surroundings, uh, you have this inner voice that really never stops talking to you. All right. And it can be, it can be encouraging that, that inner voice. Referred to when it's not encouraging it as the critical voice, all right? And if this critical inner voice, you know, often it's filled with unacceptance, it's filled with accusations, um, insults, anger, and all these thoughts going on in our heads, right? Um, about us, about us mainly, about things we do, how we look you know, what we are, you know, achieving, whatever it might be, and these, this inner voice, this critical voice really shapes you into the person um, that you become, and it shapes, sometimes that critical inner voice really um, makes you feel not capable, makes you feel unworthy, okay, like you can't low confidence, and like you just can't do certain things, And, and so it's, I want you to really pay attention to this. And, you know, if you, you don't have a loving view of yourself, you will never really be um, independent of other people's thoughts. Okay. Uh, You will, if, you know, if you really have that strong, critical voice, you're always dependent on accolades from other people okay that are giving you praise or acknowledgement or attention and that's how you determine your self-worth okay instead of having it come independently and from inside that oh i'm i'm enough just because i'm enough i'm good enough okay and my effort was enough so you know I, I really want you to kind of think about this and where you fall on that this doesn't apply to everybody or to every circumstance in in your life but I know I work with a lot of women and I know for women this this comes up um, I because I, I hear this idea of being afraid to take back control of their health right and or being afraid to fail on losing weight because it's happened before and you know, and because they're, they're basing their worth and their success on this outside thing of losing weight, okay? And, you know, instead of saying, oh, you know, it's just my weight's my weight. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to try to be as healthy as possible, you know, and then go for that instead of a number, all right? So this is what I work with um, in my program. You know, they, people come into my program and it's like, let's focus on your blood sugars. I'm getting those stable. Let's focus on getting off meds. All right. So that can be our parameter of your health. And let's focus on getting you back energy and taking back control of your health. So you're in charge. Okay. And then the weight, the weight's a byproduct. The weight loss is a byproduct of that. Okay. So when you get away from that, um, you know, feeling good, I mean, it feels good to lose weight. There's no doubt but it doesn't define you. That weight is no longer defined. Just like we take away that idea that diabetes defines you, okay? We take that, you know, we change that. It's like diabetes is something you have. We're going to manage it. We're going to put it on the back burner because you're going to learn all these skills and you're going to learn how to really do that in my program so that it's just something you have and it's just on the back burner and you get on with living your life, all right? So this idea of self-love, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if you love yourself, um, you know, it really reorders your world so that, you know, every outward circumstance is really um, filtered through or seen through a, this lens of grace, of self-acceptance. And is a posture of learning uh, before that, that circumstances and your thoughts about that and the meaning you place on that circumstances is actually received and internalized, okay? So instead of coming to the critical voice and being you know filtered through that and telling you that you know you're not capable, you're unworthy or um, I know that was you know, I, I don't know why I did that. I, I, I can't do this. it comes through this this filter of you know of loving, loving yourself, and it comes through and it feels like, oh, Of course, I didn't do that well, because I didn't know how to do it. I've never done it before. And I, you know, for the first time, I did pretty good. All right. I know each time I do it, I'm going to get better. And I work with my clients like this, because learning this new approach to managing their diabetes, learning this approach from, um, you know, reading labels, instead of focusing on carbohydrates and sugars or focusing on fats, I I always get questions and they'll say, well, we'll there's, there's like, there's like syrup in this recipe. Can I use it? And then I'll explain, oh, it's okay, we're focusing on bats. And they're like, oh, I can't believe I did this. Like, no, you don't, you're not supposed to know this, we're practicing. it. you know, so you come from this area, this, this, this um, base of learning and being curious. And that's what you start building your confidence around these new skills, right? So uh, what is, you know, what does self-love look like? You know, kind of in, in practical terms, what does it look like? Because we haven't done it so often, we don't do it so often, uh, and so in a in a really practical sense, people are like, oh, I don't know, I'm sure, but not even is right. And and how do you build up this filter of self acceptance and grace for yourself? Right, that's the key. How do you do it? So I'm glad you asked <laughs> because I have five points, and these are things that I work with in my coaching calls with my clients because you know I think especially when it comes to health and fitness uh, we're very critical and we you know think we should be running 10 miles a day or we should be only eating vegetables every single meal and when we're not we beat ourselves up okay and so I want you to show yourself grace there and just realize that every meal is an opportunity so uh, so what does self-love look like Well, the first thing is become very conscious of your self-talk, of that critical voice, right? How are you talking to yourself? If you wouldn't say it to a friend, then never say it to yourself, all right? Uh, The second thing is when you start to judge yourself, ask yourself where that messaging originates from. Who first told you that you were not good enough? Or you were not smart enough or strong enough or kind enough, okay? Really get curious about that. Don't have judgment, just get curious about it, right? Um, and you know, just kind of stop and say, where did this come from? Why am I telling myself that? And be curious about that. The third thing is to ask for help. If you are living in an over in overwhelm and you need to renegotiate your work, your home, or your family or friend. Um, contracts, so to speak, and you know, or relationships, you know, really do that. And maybe that's setting up boundaries, or really, you know, are asking people to help you. It's like, you don't have to do every chore, every task yourself. Okay. And so, you know, maybe you have to hire help, or just maybe ask for help. All right. The fourth thing is, try to untether yourself from people and circumstances that leave you feeling weighed down, all right? Uh, that people that are anchors, Okay, I call them anchors, they're they're sucking the energy out of you, they're drink, bringing you down and see if you can set boundaries around that and really limit your exposure to that because that that really feeds into this critical voice, right? And the fifth thing is, start doing things that scare you, okay? In a good way, all right, in a good way and expand your thinking about what is possible for you right that's what i really want you to do i you know i want you to because i i know what's possible when it comes into terms you know in terms of your uh, diabetes health uh, i i see it all the time and i work with so many women and i talk to so many women i i work with fewer than i talk to but of those women they don't even know it's possible okay Because they've been turning their wheels for so long They've gotten to where they've kind of given up hope a little bit. So I really want you to really think about what is possible for you. What do you want to be possible for you? All right. And then go for it. Scare yourself a little bit. Get out of that comfort zone. No change ever happens from staying in your comfort zone. All right. So I want to encourage you to, you know, celebrate in a new way. Celebrate Valentine's Day in a new way. and, And really... Focus on this self-love and it starts with um, accepting yourself and allowing that we're not perfect. No one is. You're not perfect. You're just bebopping through life the best you can. And, you know, for myself personally, the goal is to just be better than I was, you know, you know, last year. Okay. It's like, okay, what do I want to achieve? Can I be slightly better than I was last year? If we were 1% better every day, at the end of the year, we'd be 365% better, right? Than we were the year before, right? And so, just kind of to think of it that way. It's kind of a game. I play it as a game. It's like, and it doesn't mean anything if you're you're not. But you know, I really feel like we're here to grow as as you know people, and and you know keep striving for being the best version of myself, and that doesn't look like the next person's version, right? We don't. We're very individuals, so. I really want to encourage you to um, do what's best for you and be in charge of you and love you, okay? Because you deserve that. You're good enough, okay? You're good enough. All right, that's my message for you today on this Valentine's Day. I hope you have a great day and thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you and I will be back in a few days. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time, and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast. Since morning habits are the easiest to build, that's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.